All right, everybody, welcome into the 11th episode of Armchair Arguments. Uh, Matt here, Brandon joining me again. Uh, we're going to talk a little football today. Uh, once again, breaking down uh, the divisions of the NFL, the NFC North today, and the AFC South. Kind of seeing where those divisions will both shake out uh, coming 2019, our predictions of where they'll all end up. Let's let's see. And the first thing we're going to start off with is is the AFC AFC South. Uh, Brandon, would you like to to jump into that? Uh, yeah, I'll uh, I'll kind of start from the top and where I see this division will go. I have the Texans coming out first again. I just think they have so many weapons offensively. I mean, obviously you have Deshaun Watson, who's a I believe you had him in your top ten in quarterback rankings. He was in right out my right outside mine in my top fifteen, but he can throw the ball. He could run it really well. He has some amazing weapons next to him. With obviously everyone knows about DeAndre Hopkins, but he has Will Fuller, who has proven he could be great at times. Kiki Cootie, who was also battling injuries last year, but he had some breakout games. And I honestly think he has one of the best receiving cores in the NFL. I mean, if those guys can stay healthy. The Texans can have a scary, scary offense. Um, they run it well. They still got Lamar Miller and Deontay Foreman's coming back from, I believe, an ACL injury, and he is just a beast. He's just a big body guy, and he could just he'll just run you over. He's from Texas, right? I believe he is from Texas. Okay, yes. and he's like a big, probably six three. He looks like bowl, a Derrick Henry back there, like bowling a, ball back there too. Huh? Yeah, he's a big dude. And then obviously defensively, you know, JJ Watt and Jadavian Clowney. I mean. I just they got the best defense in that division as well. That's why I have them at my number one. Uh, nothing against the Colts or the Jaguars or Titans, but they have a great offense with a great defense, and that just makes them a really good team. And they've proven they can win that division multiple, multiple times. So they're my number one. Um, two, I got the Colts. Uh, I think they're going to do just as good as they did last year. They got Andrew Luck, obviously T.Y., Marlon Mack. They did add Devin Funches, receiver from Carolina. Has another outside, big body outside target. I think that could help him. So you still got Chester Rogers in the slot and a rookie Paris Campbell, who I, I really like. He is really fast. Kind of reminds me of another T.Y. And obviously they still have Eric Ebron. But uh, I think they're going to be a really good team. They're going to make the playoffs like they did last year. Uh, the AFC, man, they are stacked. You know what I mean? The AFC is stacked, definitely with, like, wild card teams. So, so, so that's what do you think about? Well, I was going to ask you, do you think that's your two wild card teams from the AFC, that, uh, the Colts and the either Kansas City or – well, you, yeah, it would be Kansas City for you, right, if you get the Chargers winning the AFC West, right? Yes, I do. So those would be I, your, two, your two wild card teams, the Colts? Yes, and the, the Colts and the and Chargers. The I mean, the Colts and the Chiefs. it's either or. You know, Chiefs, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, either yeah. or. Um, did it, those two teams right there are just phenomenal, like – and they could win that division too. So, like, I have them in second, but they could win that division, and then it'll be the Texans getting the wild card. Or it could, I could definitely see the Chiefs with now a Tyreek Hill coming back. They could definitely win the. I think they'll. They have a really good chance to win the division now. The only reason I didn't have them win the division is mostly because Tyreek Hill wasn't going to be there. But since and, he's there now, I mean, you don't know. Yeah, and I, and I think the only thing it kind of leaves out, like, we're, we're pretty much. Uh, not even considering the AFC East, other anybody other than uh, the New England Patriots, but the AFC North, man, we, we like you said, 
you got three teams that are going to be battling right there too with Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and Cleveland, which we talked about on an earlier podcast. And there's only two wild card spots. Like and you, you know what? I really feel bad about for that division because they're pretty even all the way through. Like you look at the AFC South, like you have the Jaguars and the Titans. Both those teams aren't that really good, so they're not they're not fighting each other. But uh, what was the AFC East? You said. Uh, we talking with about the Browns, AFC North, North. I'm sorry. Yeah, they, I mean they're just battling each other, fighting each other at second spot. I just don't see them having enough wins to creep in the playoffs. They'll be in the hunt, but. It's, it's a rough. It's gonna be rough to do. I think it's gonna be really competitive. I think, like you said, that you, you mentioned right before you started that that they are uh, the AFC is just really competitive. It's really it's a lot of, a lot of teams, a lot of good teams battling that are gonna be battling for that wild card spot because, like you said, you can't. I mean, Kansas City and LA, they're both gonna be great. I think yeah. def, definitely those two. One's gonna be. Oh, there's almost gonna be a wild card spot reserved for those two teams i believe um but the other ones man like you said indianapolis houston cleveland pittsburgh and baltimore will all be fighting for either a wild card spot or a division spot yeah so. it's gonna that's gonna be crazy with three four weeks left in the year like literally every yeah. game matters if you're in the afc this year yeah. every every game matters you're right you're right all right so where do you have the rest of the division shaking out with tennessee and jacksonville um i have I have the Titans at three. Uh, Marcus Mariota, Derrick Henry, uh, Deion Lewis. I think they they got some decent receivers. And the main reason I have them at three is I just don't trust the Jaguars, man. Like, I think they they have a bunch of pieces, but there's always drama in that locker room. And Jalen Ramsey, he's still there. I think he could be a headache at times. It's his contract year, so he's going to be making noise. He wants to get paid. And, uh, I mean, if Leonard Fournette stays healthy – I think if Leonard Fournette stays healthy the whole year, the Jaguars will get that three spot. But he has to prove to me that he can stay healthy the whole year. I mean, you add Nick Foles, and they have a really good offensive line, so they have gotten better already. It just comes down to health, and can they put personal problems aside and call it the diva, put, let these divas, can they just be quiet and just play football, you know? But I have right now I have Jaguars at my four, Titans at three. Okay. All right. You want me to go ahead and start with mine? Go ahead, sir. Okay. I have I have the uh I have Tennessee at the bottom of my list. I'll go from bottom to top this time. Okay. I have uh Tennessee going from a nine seven season last year, actually being in playoff contention with the help of Derek Henry at the end of the year. Yeah. I have them uh finishing at the bottom of the league. and the main reason for that is a lot of my decisions right now as I went through this division had to do with quarterback. And Tennessee, I just do not trust Marcus Mariota anymore. You know, I trusted him when he was at Oregon, but, you know, it, it wasn't – I mean, he never won a national championship, correct? No. And I, I just think his, his arm isn't really that strong and his athletic ability isn't that pronounced now with everybody else around him showing that they're a little bit better athletes than he is. I think he's a wise decision maker, um, but I don't think it's enough to be a, a winning playoff football team um, in, in that locker room. And the thing about it is they, they've helped their offensive line. They drafted another receiver. But the thing about their, you know, their GM, I don't really understand. You, you sign a guy like Adam Humphreys, who was a really good slot receiver for Tampa Bay, 
and then you draft another receiver in the first or second round with A.J. Brown from Ole Miss, one yeah. of the best slot receivers. So where are you going to put him? You know what I mean? It was like I, I didn't I didn't really understand that. But, uh, I, like I said, I don't think their defense is, is okay that they've shown times of they can they can – they can provide, they can do well. But I think they had an offensive lineman just go down too. Is that right? One of their yeah. key offensive linemen? Yeah, I think Taylor Taylor oh, Ewan or something like that. And he's or he's holding out. Maybe I'm I'm sorry, he's holding out, right? Not uh waiting on a contract, something like that. I'm not too sure, man. I okay. haven't seen that one. Okay. Well I think he is, and the thing about it is they that's and that's their best offensive lineman to go along with the guys they brought in. So I just don't I don't see there's a lot of consistency over there. Even barring injury, like even if they've remained healthy, you know, they're going to rely – they're going to try to rely on Derrick Henry a lot more, and that's kind of like the Baltimore Ravens situation. Yeah. If, they, if they get down, it's going to be hard for them to come back. That's the way I feel. I just like, see that. You, does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. I do have a question. What, Ryan okay. Tannehill is our backup quarterback. What could you see – could you see him maybe battling for a spot? Maybe if Definitely. Marcus starts struggling? You Definitely. think he could maybe turn it around a little bit? No. <laughs> no? Okay. okay. I, like, I, right. like, I like Tannehill, but he's battled injuries too. And, yes. and Tann- Tannehill's uh, – He had a freak injury, man. He had a freak he injury. He did. And I, and I really like contact I, And I think he was kind of trending up before that injury, unfortunately for him. You know, I think he was, he was gaining more consistency. He's actually always been pretty consistent <laughs> in fantasy football. But he's never yeah. really the, the the actual on field on field play has always kind of been inconsistent. So I, I do think you know maybe I will say this. I think that it depends on how early he takes the position. So if if Mariota struggles really early, then I think that they have a better chance. Does that make sense? So if he if he jumps in and and say they start out zero and three or one and five or something, he jumps in and helps get them maybe to a you know, an eight and eight season or a nine and seven season, kind of like they did last year. I think that's possible, but okay. I think that um, if he if they let Mariota hang around until the ten to twelve game mark, you know, when it's like when they're possibly uh, three and three and seven or something like that, then it, it won't matter. I mean, they'll, he'll lose. He'll kind of go, you know, from from ten games, he'll probably go three and three from there. So they end up six and six and ten or something like that. So that's why okay. I, that's why I have them at the very bottom just because I, I don't trust their coaching staff with Matt Patricia. He's too much worried. I mean, I'm sorry, not Pat, Matt Patricia. With the new coaching staff and the new offensive coordinator, too, they're trying to figure things out, too. They have a brand-new uh, offensive coordinator. So that's, that's, that's my take on that. And then at number three, I have Jacksonville going from a 5-11 and 11 season to uh, making an 8-8 eight and eight or a, a possible – Really, I'm, I'm going to stay around an eight and eight season. I think that, like you mentioned, it's hard for Leonard Fournette to stay healthy. Uh, I am banking on that he stays healthy this year with a with a newfound confidence in Nick Foles, tricky Nicky Foles, and <laughs> and and a receiving core that's not great, probably not the below average receiving core in the league. But I think it shows a lot of promise with D.D. Uh, Westbrook, Keelan Cole. Uh, DJ Chark, which is real young, and he's trying to make it. Now. I just think that Nick Foles. Chris Conley. They added Chris Conley. Chris Conley, too. And they have a lot of deep threats. And as we know, Nick Foles throws the deep ball pretty well. So yes. that that's the thing about it. The only problem I run into is the offensive coordinator, you know, it, his scheme doesn't really match up with the way that Nick Foles plays. He's kind of a dink and dunk. Uh, 
you know, kind of like the Patriots, kind of like, you know, he doesn't really like and, – and Nick Foles is kind of let's let it rip kind of thing, you know. Yeah, he likes to – he plays a quarterback position. He's very aggressive. He yes. likes to take chances, likes to throw the 50-50 ball. Yeah. He sees a one-on-one matchup. That is go-to. He's throwing it. But he de- the problem with that a little bit too, though, is, is he didn't have a receiver like an Alshon Jeffrey, like a big body receiver that can go up and get it. All of his receivers yeah. are more so. Marquise Lee's hurt. Yeah, are more so like burners and guys that are you know that can that can work out of the slot. They have a so that's that's the problem they're gonna they're gonna face a little bit with him. But I I, I still think he's gonna make some magic happen down there, uh, with because especially if Leonard Fournette's healthy, he can you know he can be the the difference in the Titans and the Jags for me. Is I agree. You know, what I'm saying they have a. They both equally. You know, you get that ground game going. They both have big running backs like that. And if they, if the Jags got down, I trust Nick Foles uh, to to lead a comeback or or get them back in the game a little bit more than I do Mariota, which is crazy to me. I, I think five years ago I wouldn't be saying that. You know, but I I do now after seeing Nick Foles in the Super Bowl and and what he's done recently. Um, and of course, the Jacks still have a good defense. They always have drama, like you said, always drama in the locker room with Jalen Ramsey and and the other folks down there. But uh, they really still have a really uh, a good defense that helped get them to the playoffs. To what AFC Championship a couple years ago, or two or years did, ago they made it to the AFC Championship. Yes, uh, and they're uh, to do the the Patriots. Patriots, yeah. And Brett, uh, Bortles almost, you know, almost got them back in the game. Almost tied the game. I remember that man. They, so I th- and that was based on a young defense and a and a running back that was young, Leonard Fournette, and and mostly on everything else but the quarterback because Blake Bortles wasn't that good then. So we'll see what happens. I, I do think that they have a chance to to shake back and and get another third place spot. Uh, like you were saying, I'm just I'm I'm similar to you on on the the one two spot, except I have Indianapolis at first over okay. to Texas. But I do you, you could go either way on. They're both so good. Yeah, you know, I could see both of them winning it. Yeah, I agree. I think that they both kind of like last year. The Texans fell at uh, end of the year at eleven and five, and the Colts ended at ten and six. I think those kind of get reversed. Just just on a, on a prediction standpoint, I think that the Colts end up eleven and five, the Texans end up ten and six. The only reason I had the Texans a little bit below the Colts is because of injury issues. I think that the Texans, on paper, like you said, probably have the best roster in the division. Um, but the problem for me is. Those guys always get hurt. J.J. Watt, Jadavion Clowney, it was Tyron Matthew. He's gone, though, thank God, because he was hurt a lot, too. Um, also, Deontay Foreman, he, like you said, you mentioned, he's coming off of an ACL. Uh, and not to, even, not to mention Deshaun Watson, man, he gets hurt. You know, he tore his ACL two years ago. So that's the only problem. If these guys, all these guys can stay healthy, then of course. But, I, I mean, I mentioned when you're talking about six or seven guys that are star players for the Texans that are constantly, you know, Kind of getting hurt, and like you said, Lamar Miller. I really, I would really love to see Foreman take over that spot. Me too. Me too. Um, if if it works out that way, if he can stay healthy, you know, I know that everybody's different coming off an ACL. I know we assume with the the way the medical staff and and technology. Well, they were sorry. They were expecting him to come back next year. Like I mean, last year. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I think he was healthy enough, but there was just like they didn't feel comfortable with it. Yeah. You know, so they held him out until this year. So I think he made – he's going to be 100%. I think he will be getting a lot of touches. I hope so because, like I said, I, I, I remember watching him in the spring when he was a rookie, you know, when they did the, the um, preseason games. And I was like, man, this guy's a beast. I think think even then he lit it up. But, I, yeah, I, I'd, I'd like to see it. You know, I'd, I'd love to really even see him 
take over the snaps completely and we could somebody I could grab him in fantasy football. That would be awesome. But <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I just want to see everybody's big on Deshaun Watson coming in this year, uh, in real life and in fantasy football. I think that he is great. Don't get me wrong. I had him in my top ten, like you mentioned. But he's not better than the guy that I have winning the division and Andrew Luck. Like I said, my a lot of my picks in this division were based on quarterback and um Andrew Luck just kind of puts it over the top for me, man. He's a top five elite, interchangeable, one through five quarterback, man. I think that he's a guy that NFL comeback player of the year last year found a way to bring a team. I don't know where they finished the year before, but brought him to a 10 and six season that has not a lot around him. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. they, have, they have some good defensive people. They have the rookie, rookie, defensive rookie of the year. Am I right, Leonard? Yes. Yeah. Um, and they have some, they have some good young talent. Offensive line's getting better. They're adding pieces to offensive line. But the receiving core, like I, I mentioned to you before, the only guy they got is T.Y. Hilton, you know, yes. pretty much. But he finds a way, man. I think he'll continue to find a way this year to bring him to the top of the division, say 11-5, and five, right above the Texans. I like it, man. I think, like I said, when I was going, I think both those teams could be interchangeable. And like we said, the number two team is going to be in the wild card. There's no doubt. So – Either way, I mean, this is, you're playing for home field advantage, so it, it does matter, but both these teams are going to be playoff teams. We, we agree on that? Well, maybe. I, I'm really okay. – I'm trying not to to completely get sold out on that just because um, if they slip up, if the Texans have to battle more injuries, uh, I, I'd like Cleveland, Pittsburgh, and Baltimore, man. I know I like – I'll say this. I like Indianapolis and Houston more than I like Baltimore. Mm-hmm. But I, Pittsburgh always finds a way, man. Sometimes you're right. You, no, you're right. They do. But yeah. I just think that division's gonna beat up on themselves so much. There's, yeah, they the could. competition is so it's it's amazing that division. All the other divisions we've been doing, there's always like two teams competing, two teams not even in the picture. Yeah, and that one you got three teams competing. The fourth one they could compete a little bit as well. So it's yeah. like no, they're you're right. Really just be fighting the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's those, those we're going to be looking at that like you said the last four to five weeks of the season and and they're all probably going to be right there close for most sure. Likely. So, all right, so now we're going to move on to the NFC North division that uh, that has the Chicago Bears, the Minnesota Vikings, Green Bay, and Detroit. Um, that that's how they finished last year, first to four, uh, first to fourth in the division. So. Uh, Brandon, if you don't mind, I'm going to go ahead and jump on this first. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, I have Detroit once again finishing uh, last in the NFC North. I think that Detroit pays their quarterback way too much money to not have help around him. He hasn't done anything either. Like, usually when, 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 dude, when I go to work, like, if I want to get a raise, I have to earn that. This dude has not made it to the playoffs. Doesn't have a playoff win. He was a number. He was the number one pick. I mean, no MVPs. Like no player, no offensive player of the years. Like, why did he get paid so much? What have you done for me lately, huh? Yeah, like I, I mean, <laughs> they handcuffed themselves, man. How many times you see an NFL team or almost any any major league team when they overpay somebody and you can't put people around them, you're handcuffing yourself. Yeah, so I, I, they're going to be dealing with this until Matthew Stafford retires, or they trade him. I agree. Unless they they decide and they get with him, like and he considers the way these teams are, like the Saints and um, like the Patriots are doing, and taking that pay cut, man, 
and building that team around you because guess what, man? You still get paid by other endorsements and everything else and winning he ain't Super Bowl. No endorsement? No. no he <laughs> He's getting that check and that's it. You know what I mean? For his you know, his salary for playing. So the I, only I endorsement he would get would be from the American Red Cross because he's getting destroyed every game because his offensive line is terrible. That's the only endorsement he would get. Well, I will say this because Matthew Stafford does have twin twin girls. I'm pretty sure, uh, and his name is Matthew. I get. I've always tried to show him some type of you know empathy for him. Does that make sense? Okay. Yes. <laughs> but it's I'm having a hard time, and also his wife did have surgery over the offseason. I don't know if you know this, but his wife, um, I think she had some type of cancer, if I'm not mistaken, that she had that surgery, but. I, regardless of anything off the field, like, you know, those. I, My I, question is tools. I think he's a great, I really think yeah. he's a good quarterback, but he has nothing around him. No, he I mean, he has, he has Kenny Galladay and, you know, he was, he was breakout last year, but, and carry on Johnson in the running game, but I just don't, and this division is stacked too. So I just don't see him getting over that hump. I don't see him and, getting anywhere else. And he lost his best receiver in golden taint. So, I mean. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they have a they have a decent division. They have a they have a de- you know they have a head coach, and that's why I kind of jumped on the on the wagon a little bit early talking about the other division on accident. But Matt Patricia is not the answer to me. I think he's a you know he's a great defensive mind, but it just does not bode well for him. They have another offensive coordinator at Detroit for Matt Stafford, and I just don't think they're going to find a way to get past about six wins, man, just like they did last year. I agree. So. All right, so I have them there. The next one I have is Minnesota. Uh, I think Minnesota stays around where they were last year, kind of a, a 500 season, about 8-8 eight and eight or 8-7-1 eight, and one like they were last year. <laughs> I think that Kirk Cousins is not the answer. I thought everyone thought he was, and they had a great team too with a lot of talent that made it to an NFC championship a couple of years ago uh, with Case Keenum, but just due to the talent. Of course, you talked about receiving core with the Texans, the Vikings have a very great receiving core too, uh, with Adam. Uh, what did I lost his name? Adam Thielen. Uh, Adam Thielen. I'm sorry, Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs. Uh, Treadwell's trying to, to do something at slot. Uh, he's kind of been the uh, a disappointment in the league a little bit after being so good in college. But I I, I don't really I don't see them making a big step. Uh, Dalvin Cook, if he can stay healthy, uh, they'll 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 remain to be relevant because of him and because of the, the, uh, the push that he made. I mean, you talked about him. I know you like him a lot too. Um, I, I just, I don't see them making that leap to, to making a shot to, to fight in a playoff or, or to beat out some other wild, wild card teams like, a, um, like, you know, San Francisco, we talked about San Francisco and the Rams right there. I don't see them beating out either one of those teams. And um, I don't it, – it, it'll just – it'll see where it falls out, but I don't see them being in a wild card spot. Um, then at number two, I have Chicago. You know, Chicago went 12-4 and four last year. I see them uh, staying around that, maybe being 11-5 and five is where I have them, maybe taking one game less, uh, losing one more game than they did last year. I think that Chicago is a great team with a great defense, good coach too. I, I don't see Mitch Trubisky being – you know, taking another step, even being better than he was last year. I think teams start to figure Mitch Trubisky out a little bit, and I think that they lose 
one more game than they did last year, I think they get in the playoffs with a wild card spot. And like I said, leaving Minnesota kind of out of it completely. Uh, and then at number one, I have the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> I oh, think, gosh, man. Uh, I think that Green Bay, you know, of course they have a new coach, uh, Matt LaFleur, and I know they have um, a lot of pieces that they've kind of done similar to what Detroit has done where they haven't paid. They paid Aaron Rodgers a lot, and they've kind of left everybody else in the dust. But Aaron Rodgers is up there as the best quarterback in the league, and I don't think he's going to be bad for – I don't think they're going to have three bad seasons in a row. I think they're going to get back in the playoffs with a division win uh, at, tw- at, say, 12-4 and four or something like that, or tied with a division with Minnesota at, like, say, both are ele- at 11-5, and five, but they won, that, they won the both head-to-head games. I think Green Bay beats Chicago both times they play them this year. That's my bold prediction for today, actually. So I think that uh, that's, that's the way that's going to shake out. I think, I'm going to use your phrase here. I think you're as wrong as wrong can be. <laughs> so we agree on one thing, and that's that the Lions are in the bottom of that division. Like you said, I think Matthew Stafford's over. Get paid. They can't build around them. And they're just in a – that organization is just in a, a bad spot right now. Definitely when you're not winning, you got you have a great quarter. But I think he's a good quarterback. you got a good quarterback that's overpaid, and you just can't build around the guy. So I think that's bad. But um, my number three I have is Packers. Oh, just, okay. I mean, I, I like Aaron Rodgers. He's great. I think he's one of the one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen. Um, Aaron Jones, very good running back. Devontae Adams, Jimmy Graham, but their defense is not that good, man. Like, I'm sorry. Whenever Aaron, whenever Aaron Rodgers and the Packers were winning that division, they had a top ten, top five defense, but they don't have that right now. So their their defense is getting a bunch of points scored on them, and Aaron Rodgers is just trying to keep up. And he kept them in all the games that they won last year. It's not like they dominated anybody. The defense didn't stop anybody. Aaron Rodgers just scored more points. Yeah. So, and I think the Bears and Vikings, I think they have two really good defenses. So that's why I have the Packers at three. And uh, I mean, I would love to have them in that top two spot, but I think as you, if I sit back and look at the whole team, they're just not there. They're not there. So I have the Packers at my three. Um, two, I have the Vikings. Uh, I think Kirk Cousins, he might not be the guy, like you said it, but I think he can make it work. I, I mean, I know he's not a top 10 quarterback, but he's he's a game manager and he doesn't have to make spectacular plays. You got Dalvin Cook, you got a really good receiving core, Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, you got Kyle Rudolph. I mean, I think Dalvin Cook, and they're just a balanced team. That's a really one reason why I like them. They're a 50 50 ball club, they could run it, they could throw it. Um, and at the beginning of last year, they were they were scary. They were a really good team, and I think that they can, they can do that again. But I don't have them winning the division just because of one person, and that is Khalil Mack, my friend. <laughs> I mean, is there anyone better than him right now? On the defensive side of the ball, the only one I can make an argument for is Aaron Donald. You're right. Okay, so That's, I think those two are like in the same tier. Yeah, and then that, and then there's everybody else. Like, but because those two guys have like changed the game. Yeah. I'll never forget when he got traded to the Bears and I got to watch that first game he was back. And I think he had like three sacks, two forced fumbles, one fumble recovery and a touchdown. Yes. He, like, did. he might even have, I don't know. He might've had an interest. I can't remember. I just yeah, remember. He, had, like, he almost had an interception too. He was close to having picked that game. The first game. My, my jaw was dropped. I could not <laughs> believe how good this guy was. And then you, the, the Bears were already a good defense. Yeah. And then you add that guy, a guy that you have to account for every play, a guy that you almost have to double-team every play. 
And then he is a freak. It's just the eye test. We talk about the eye test all the time. I have not seen anyone more scary in my entire life. No, there's not. But I don't know if there's been a more indiv- uh, individual that's more scary. If you're a quarterback, seeing across the ball than that guy. Just because oh he's, like you said, he's such an athlete, but he is humongous. And he's no he's huge. Not probably, that probably has about 5% body fat and to be that big, too. Just huge. So, I have the Bears at number one. Um, they obviously they have Mitch, Mitchell Trubisky, uh, Tariq Cohen. He'll be the lead back now, now that Jordan Howard's gone. They did add Mike Davis running back from Seattle. Yeah. And I, this is a second year in that offense, I believe. So I just think that they're going to do it. That offense, they, I don't think they're, they, they don't dra- think they're super high powered, but I think yeah. it's going to be enough to get the job done. I think didn't they'll they, win game. Didn't they draft a, a running back early though in the draft? No, I think I think they did. Let me see if I grab his because, name real quick. Because they don't have Jordan Howard anymore, like you said. Um, David Montgomery? That doesn't yeah, sound right. That, I think that's right. I, I believe, unless I'm – Iowa State. Yeah, you're right. Iowa State running back. That's right. They, and they, yeah. He could be in the mix for uh, for getting a lot of snaps too because, you know, Tyreek Cohen's more of a – you know, you, you talked Scat about – back. Yes. Yep. So, and yeah, I mean, he could be. Um, I, I mean, I don't want him to get hurt, but him getting that many touches and that physical of a game—he's a smaller running back. You know, you don't want him to get injured, so you probably need another guy to go in between the tackles at times and be your be your workhorse. You know what I mean? Yeah, and this this guy, even the Montgomery guy, he's five ten, two twenty. So he's he's more kind of like that Jordan Howard, that big guy. He's one of the biggest running backs in this class uh, that's coming in the rookie class. A um, little bit slower. He ran a he ran a four six, so he's not not as fast. But like I said, he's kind of that that bigger back like Jordan Howard is to kind of replace okay. replace Jordan Howard a little bit. So, and another player they added I really like is uh, Cordell Patterson. Yeah, I, I mean definitely they look even when he was with the New England, they put him in the backfield. He got touches. They run the jet sweeps with him. I think this that's the perfect offense for that guy. Yeah. So if they they use him the way he's supposed to be used, I think that could actually make that offense better. Um, and I mean, like I said, I don't think their offense is spectacular, but their defense is so so dang good that it, it doesn't matter if they score twenty four points, they they're gonna win. Yeah. Okay. So I have them in my number one. All right. It's not fantasy football, sir. And Rodgers can't save the Packers forever. <laughs> Well, I think that he, regardless of if he say, I just think that I, I can't see Green Bay be a bad three years in a row. In my lifetime, they've never been bad three years in a row. You know? Well, no, but I've watched it for two years and I don't see them getting any better. Oh, so man. I have them down there for a three. Okay, all right. And all I right. hate saying it because I mean I love them. You know, I like I like Aaron Rodgers, uh, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams. I mean, come on, like they have the guys. But like I said, defensively, they're not that good. Yeah, and, and when we look at this division, the defenses are pretty good. They're pretty good, but Aaron's going to find a way. That's that's my that's my piece on that. He's going to find I mean, a way. How many wins they had last year? Uh, probably about six. Let me let me check this out. Six and nine and one. The Green Bay Packers were. Okay, there's there's no way they win more than nine games this year. <laughs> oh, is that that's your, that's my bold prediction. Bold, bold there, prediction. There's no way they win. At most, they win nine games this year. Nine and seven is best. Best nine and seven. Okay. And the only way I would see them even higher, they might beat the Vikings out, but they're not going to touch the Bears. Not going to touch. The I Bears. think. I think the Bears take a step back, but they'll be around ten. Ten wins. Okay. Okay. 
I just I have a feeling. I mean, I, I like I like Nagy, but I don't think Nagy's Sean McVay. Does that make sense? Like, I think yeah. that I think that he's the people are going to start figuring them out a little bit more. We'll see. Maybe not. Maybe they'll they'll continue no, I, to win. No, I I agree. That's why I have them not getting twelve wins. Yeah, but I think that defense is so dang good, man. It like, does. It doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't okay. matter. Okay. All right. Well, that'll do it for our divisions. Uh, before we go off the air, I just wanted to mention. Uh, I, I I told uh, Brandon about this before. There is a new documentary um, on Showtime. I think it can be accessible to Hulu or or maybe even YouTube. You could uh, people can YouTube it. There's a documentary on Julian Edelman. It's called 100% Julian Edelman, and it's a great great documentary. Very interesting about the comeback story of Julian Edelman after he tore his ACL about the PED suspension and about him winning the Super Bowl and winning Super Bowl MVP this past season. Very good documentary. Worth a watch. Note to self, just wrote it down. I'm going to watch it for sure. <laughs> and uh, Brandon would like to mention a little bit of basketball for you, I believe, right? Shoe deal. Is that correct? Oh, my goodness. Zion Williams signs with the Jordan brand. Did you see how much he signed for? No, I didn't see the, the amount of money. You'll have to tell me that. Five years, $75 million. Oh, I did see that. It's the, the, the richest or the most – I mean, yeah, the richest rookie shoe deal ever in history. I mean, but why not? I mean, who else deserves it? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's very fitting for, for a guy that's going to be better than LeBron James to be on the Jordan brand. You know, that's what Is that I, your bold prediction? Is that is – that, <laughs> come on, man. Come on. Come on. The guy that's going to – It's early. Don't get me started. The shack at the, shack at the forward position – Gonna be more dominant than uh than LeBron James in the, in the NBA. But we'll see. Did you did you see him in that summer league game? He must, dude. He's already in Cafe Dumont in New Orleans. He <laughs> too many beignets. This boy was three hundred pounds. Uh, he had I, to, oh. Let me tell you something. That boy will duck on your butt with a beignet in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Uh, Shoot. I don't know. Hey, I don't know. Seventy five million dollars without <laughs> stepping on the court, all guaranteed too. That's a that's a pretty good deal. Yeah, very and good people deal. People were saying he should stay at Duke for another year. Come on, nah, I I, I totally agree. And I, who is who are some other guys on the Jordan brand? I know that Kimba Walker is. Am I right saying that? I'm not exactly sure, man. Okay. I really, it really doesn't matter. It's Michael Jordan and now Zion. Yeah, okay. They might change the logo to Zion Williams instead of Jordan. Yeah, I, I'm curious what that logo is. It's probably going to be a you know when the the reach back the. The two-handed slam with the balls behind his head and knees, I think it, knees he'd are be buckled. The, he'd be the one arm all the way back, kind of oh, like LeBron yeah. James, yeah. but his right would be holding a beignet. <laughs> and they'd have to sprinkle some, you know, the the uh, the, uh, the, sh- the powdered sugar falling, so you'd have some white specks coming from the logo down too. No doubt, no doubt. Hey, but he's a bold prediction. He, well, it's not bold. He's winning dunk contest this next year for sure. Well, if he competes, I guess. I mean, you know, like me and you talked about. You said he's competing. I don't know, man. I, if they're actually – if they over-exceed expectations um, team-wise, you know, where, when they're winning, I, I don't know if I – I don't know if I would if I was him. I, I mean, I, I know you want to put on a show, obviously, but say if they're going into it, they're like – they're not, not really having a chance in playoff contention or kind of on the back – you know, not, it's not real – not a sure thing, maybe compete. I don't know. What do, what do you think about that? You have the most hype as ever – as ever any college player coming to the NBA you are known for dunking the basketball go make yourself known that's how I feel he said okay. he's never lost a dunk contest his entire life that's high school that's college dude 
Let's keep on going. Like, let's keep on going. Like, make a name for yourself. Jordan made a name for himself in the dunk contest. I he mean, did. obviously, he's he a great did. player. Right. Dominique Wilkins, Kobe Bryant, all these guys won the dunk contest before they were really, you know, before they were really stars. I mean, they were good, but they weren't stars. So, what I'm saying is, go be a star. Go star in this dunk contest. Make a name for yourself and then be great. Be a potential Hall of Famer and – I mean, give people something to remember 30, 40 years down the road. Yeah. Okay. I like it. I like it. All right. So that's going to do it for our episode, episode 11 of Armchair Arguments. Uh, thank you to all that li- to li- that listen. Brandon, do you have anything else to say before we get off the air? I'm done, man. Later. All right. Thank you.